On this tonight's episode of A Gem of a Secret podcast, um, we have some information about our live show. It actually turns out our live show is now going to be the first Thursday of the month at the Queen's Head from 6 to 9 p.m. to a gem of a secret podcast my name's donna and my name is coco gem holiday how are you doing tonight coco oh girl we've had a day <laughs> a day oh my so much God. conversations in one single day like you so much believe. drama conflama Con drama conflama just all day long but um yeah seriously um i'm doing decently okay uh i've had a really interesting week i'm up for a promotion here soon um and we'll see if I get that. So I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, let's get this out. What are you wearing this evening? I'm actually just dressed as a nice, relaxing bag of chamomile tea. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I thought there'd be more to the description for chamomile tea. Um, um, yeah, it's a tea bag, and my hair is the string. It's just like in a in a large like top knot. And here, just that's pulled down a, like a square pillowcase. Yeah, that. that but I have a big top knot <laughs> for the for the string on the tea bag. <laughs> um, I am wearing. Um, actually, it's just the wrapper. To yeah, like a Jolly Rancher is kind of what I went for. Okay. Um, so that's why the gold thing is wrapped around my legs to where I can't really walk. And then, like, my hair is, like, kind of has this gold band, too. Oh. And the rest of it's just, like, plastic that looks a little knotted. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then nice. my face isn't beat at all. <laughs> okay. That was um, more than I needed to know. Because <laughs> she can see me in this beautiful avant-garde outfit that I That have. she is wearing tonight regal she's on display (laughs) uh well (laughs) i said that i was a soothing bag of chamomile tea tonight because it is kind of in line with our topic of this episode yeah we wanted to kind of like unpack some historical trauma that has existed in this city and the since we moved here and before we moved here yeah stuff before we heard before we moved here Uh uh-huh we want to talk about those pages that randomly pop up to talk about all the tea or the drama in the queer community or the gay community or, um, you know, or drag community or things like that. And so we want to talk about that just a little bit. Okay. And I'm sure this happens in other cities as well. Like, God, right? I it's would, got to. I would think it has to. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if it has to. It didn't happen where we're from because it's just too small. I didn't see... Well, and the thing is, I didn't really see it in Denver either. Hmm. Really? Not... I mean, it might have existed, but I didn't really know. And, like, what we're talking about, too, just to be a little bit more specific and, like, to give backstory, is, like, we all remember the TV show Gossip Girl, right? XOXO Gossip Girl. XOXO. There was the anonymous watcher that exposed everyone. Exactly. And like, and it was a website that mm. they just exposed all the tea of the Upper East Side. And um, 
you know, and that's what it was about. And yeah. that's what we're kind of on the topic. And actually going back to that is um, I know that the idea of gossip is so interesting to us because like it makes life seem so much more interesting. Like even people who are absolutely against drama will sometimes be like, "Ooh, girl, what's the tea? Because like drama just makes life a little bit more interesting. Yeah. To people who are not involved. Yeah. Because, like, when you think about the ho-hum drum of, like, well, I have two kids, and they have soccer soccer practice, and I go to work, and I go home, and I make dinner for my family, like, that repetitive thing is fun and exciting, and it might be fulfilling, but it might not be drama-filled. They're, like, there's no, like, ending movie sequence or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so people kind of get off on the idea of these gossip rags. I mean, like... They do. Like, PerezHilton.com from back in the day. yeah. Well, I mean, at least here's the thing with Perez. At least Perez had the, um, you know, wherewithal to put his face and name on everything that he's saying. These pages don't even do that. These are entirely anonymous. True. Like, I mean, even in the whole concept of Gossip Girl, it was an it was an anonymous mm-hmm. website that anybody could submit to. Yeah. And then that just kind of makes it a little bit more gross. And you're right. Perez Hilton did put their face on everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you could see exactly who was doing it. And I mean, I know that these kind of concepts have existed for this kind of entertainment for a long time, like in the sense of like, like Hollywood Insider magazine and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And like, you know, giving you these inside dish to this whole extravagant lifestyle that you might not leave. But what happened when the Internet started to come around is that then an anonymity became a thing. Yeah. And we kind of want to discuss the repercussions, implications, and ramifications of what that means for smaller micro-queer communities in cities like this. Yeah, absolutely. And I um, and before we get directly into the pages, like, it reminds me of... Um, I remember every once in a while, like, you'll... Because, like, court systems and pageant systems are notorious for, like, cancel cancel culture kind of things. Yeah. And whatever. And so, like, I'll... It, it reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. Like, people who are so cutthroat about how and why something should exist. Mm-hmm. Um, that they have to s- spread this information to as many people as possible and hopefully get people to react to it. So, when it comes to the pages that we're talking about, we're going to start at the beginning from what we know. Um, which is Gay Portland Tea. Yeah, so that seemed to be the one that everyone was talking about when we moved here. Yeah, and it was shut down um, by the time we moved here. We got here, here. yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was shut down. It was. Um, and there was spec- lots of speculation on who that was, and um, we've heard quite consistently who everyone thinks it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but... That basically would call out and kind of expose different people in the community, and it caused a certain level of drama and obviously, like, caused a lot of conflict because it was someone, once again, just um, operating behind this anonymous profile. And it seemed to have, I mean, a lot of people were really upset by that. Based off of what I gathered when we moved here. Yeah, there was, um, there was just like a lot of people who felt a way about it because they weren't mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was tea about, and then obviously because it's like a gossip rag, there's also not, um, a clear explanation about why. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Which also I think is completely disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Like it's so, and 
Okay, so the thing is, I always thought the idea of like having a gossip girl would be kind of interesting or whatever because they glamorize what that actually would look like in real life. But when it actually, when we moved here and I saw how many people who felt taken aback by it, yeah, um, it actually made me really change my tune on something like that. Well, it's a way, it's a way to trash people without any sort of accountability or, um, consequence for your actions because you're doing it anonymously yeah and it's like there are no ramifications there's no ramifications it's for people's enjoyment at the Mm -hmm. cost of people's like mental health and well-being yeah and you know what i'm going to say it i'm familiar with this um coco knows because it's how we met there was an app called post secret that spread some pretty awful uh rumors about me and um did it anonymously i confronted the profile and uh, ended up figuring out who it was, and that's when it finally stopped. Um, but it was a way for someone to spread really defamatory statements without any sort of consequence to what that would mean if they were found out, you know? Um, yeah. Because they were able to do it through an anonymous profile. Um, and I remember while it was happening to me, it was very early on in kind of how we interacted online and through social media. Mm-hmm. And as far as like cancel culture, it was pre cancel culture basically. Yeah. Um, but it was around the time things like that were starting. Um, and I remember it made me feel incredibly anxious because there were people I knew that would come up to me and approach me about it and be like, did you see this? And I would have to address these awful things that were being said about me on my campus. And, um, uh, unfortunately, it was because I pissed someone off, um, and they took it very personally, and um, it was a very big public shaming for me, even though there weren't a ton of people on the app at the time. It still made me very anxious and nervous about my own reputation and what people thought of me. Yeah. And I remember, isn't I think that is the one of why we became friends in the first place. Yeah. Well, because I wanted to ask you about it. And I yeah. think it's like, I had saw something on Whisper. God, Whisper. That's was it Whisper or was it Post Secret? Whisper. Okay. It was Whisper. Because Post Secret is the website with the postcards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Whisper. Yeah. And, but then also somebody had created a fake grinder. And I remember that's, yes. that's what I... Because I saw both, and yeah. I remember I wanted to sit down and talk with you because they were some pretty serious allegations. Yeah, um, and saying I did this to this person, and I'm that blah 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 blah. And we met at Quincy's. I remember that on Main Street to be like, "Hey, girl, like I just wanted to know about this stuff." God, yeah, was, God, it's such a nosy busybody back in the day. Because like, like, yeah, just I, ugh. um, but I, it's how drama starts. Yeah, but it's, it's also not. But it's a good, but it's a good story though, because yeah. the reality situation is like, yeah, even me, a person who just met you, saw it, and it made me. But I'm a person who doesn't like to just believe the gossip immediately. I like yeah. to like try to unpack it and understand what it means for me internally. Well, and a lot of people in that very small queer community treated me differently for a number of years, and I think a lot of it was due in part to that. You know, um, makes sense. I at least I always wondered if when people didn't return messages from me if that was the reason why or what you know what it was but yeah that was I mean it's incredibly damaging and so I've definitely been on the receiving end of it before in my own little you know smaller town setting um so for me it's like pages like this when I see them pop up here I just think that there's a lot of cowardice behind it 
Yeah, there's absolutely a crap ton of cowardice behind it. Because, like, I did um, Google Gay Portland Tea because there's always... Remember, the internet is forever. Yeah. And so... Kind of what came up is people posting about it on Facebook. Yeah. Um, like, they would share what was posted about them on Facebook, and they would kind of, like, go into what that meant, and, like, what, like, how it posted and what it sounded like and things like that, and, and like, people were just so pissed. Like, there were viral posts on Facebook about how pissed people were mm-hmm. that this thing existed, and it just, like, it would, it would try, and it... Because Gay Portland Tea wasn't just about drag artists. Like, it was about just queer people in general. And, like, there is a lot of queer people that live in Portland. But this page was just going, just wreaking havoc. And the sad thing about it is, you have to remember, like, you can't really send... I mean, I guess you could. But you can't really send anonymous things to a page. Mm-hmm. Like, your your profile or your page has to come up in some capacity. And I guess you could have made a fake Instagram to send things to the page to post about your friends. Yeah. Or post about people you didn't like or care about or things that happened. But, like, God, I think about all the information I even know in my own life right now about queer people in this community. And, like, to just blast it on the internet like that would just be so gross. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because there's nothing to be gained by it. There's not. And before we go on to have our quick commercial break, I do want to say a lot of the reason, too, why we're bringing this up is because it is fairly relevant right now. Yeah, because another one popped up. Another one popped up, and you were tagged in one of their stories. And I was tagged. Oh, my god! You had the pleasure of being called out by I, one of these pages I recently. The of being called out by the first post that they had. I'm just so honored yeah at least it wasn't a post post it was just on their story so it was on their story for a day but still it's like fucking really yeah and the thing is um i'm actually not going to tell people what page it is i don't need no. to drive traffic there because that's actually stupid and no nope. would not be great for my mental health yeah but um that's why i can talk about some of the other ones that are kind of non-existent or dead yeah because like it's not gonna hurt me yeah but you know before we get too far into it donna how are you doing this evening Well, Coco, I will let you know after this brief commercial break. Drag Danger Zone is a monthly showcase featuring new and established performers every month, every fourth Thursday at Mississippi Pizza, located at 3552 North Mississippi Avenue. This fun cabaret variety show is hosted by Marla Darling, Valerie DeVille, and DJ Awara. For ticket info, find us on Instagram at Drag Danger Zone PDX or Facebook at Drag Danger Zone. And get into the zone. The Drag Danger Zone, that is. It's a podcast with Coco and Donna Telepodcast. Tune into what they tell you podcast. With Coco and Donatella podcast. Well, Coco, I'm feeling like that chamomile has worn off. <laughs> I'm a little relax, less relaxed, and um, a little more energized. So I'm switching to green tea right now. I love green tea because it has a little bit of caffeine. Um, but yeah, we are talking about. T Instagram accounts, mm-hmm. T social media accounts that spread gossip and do so anonymously. Yeah. So um, I forgot to bring this up in the first half when we were talking about TV shows that kind of did this, but Bridgerton, 
um, which is another Shondaland epi- uh, show that came out, which is like kind of a mix between Downton Abbey and mm-hmm. Gossip Girl, um, actually has like a like you know a gossip rag in it too, and like it's yeah. narrated by Julie Andrews, and it's beautiful, and it's a really interesting show, and it's great concept because like there's this drama, there's this drama, there's drama, like, and the show kind of talks about why people are so interested in what her name is Lady Whistledown mm-hmm. and because they just want to be a little bit like part of the story they want some they want the juice right they want yeah. it to be juicy but the thing is like when those things are happening in real life like those pages are incredibly toxic they are and it's also just like not done as cool you know no it's not cuz like it doesn't actually end up it's not usually good literary writing or something like yeah, that yeah and like what does it accomplish Nothing. like other than like just... someone's selfish narrative to like fuck up people's lives yeah just bullying people consistently yeah. cuz that's all it is it's just the way the portland's ones have been it's like it's bullying people and yeah. trying to like spread their secrets which is not really cool cuz like we said in the first half cuz i can't really remember it's been a long break like i i was recently tagged in um, one of these tea pages recently and I oh yeah because I was their first posting on their story and yeah. I, like I said I'm not going to talk about um, the page name or anything like that because that's really not what it's about but the thing is like so when I saw that um, and they were kind of like referencing like stuff that ha- happened at local lounge or whatever what they think the tea is behind it which if you want the tea listen to our episode on local lounge coco gives her entire side of the story on what happened with local lounge yeah and why it closed so um god it'd be great if they could just like direct people to the podcast for so real get us like, some traffic get us, at least get us some traffic if we're gonna be awful um because the thing about those pages is like so there was um a gay portland tea part two um, that is dead and kind of over now. Um, yeah. And that page was kind of weird and kind of awful too. Cause like, it was like also kind of making fun of people to a degree. And like, it was just kind of gross in that way. Yeah. And, and like, and even though it had a couple of positive posts on there as well, it just was not, that's like not what this community Needs. ever needed. No. This community has the ability to be so toxic and so hurtful to each other mm-hmm. and like cancel each other left and right for doing literally anything. And I just think that that it's so wrong to be in a zone where you're just worried that somebody's going to post something about you on the internet. I mean, in the sense of like on a T page. Yeah. Um, and then there were also the anonymous pages that happened around the time that Stag was experiencing a lot of controversy and people speculated that it was someone that had a lot to do with Stag that was making those posts. Yeah. I, there was, um, they thought the, the previous owner of Stag, um, was also involved in making some of those pages and some of those posts. Yes. Um, and the thing is, let's, cause me and Donna, the reason we wanted to talk about this isn't to say what the pages were. We wanted to talk. About no, the because we don't want to promote these pages. Like really, we do not want to promote this at all. And the only reason why people know gay Portland tea is because it was so damn infamous and notorious and it has since been shut down. So, right. And so, uh, one of the things is, is, uh, when, um, there is a drag artist in the community and I actually, I'm, I'm going to say their name because it's important to this story because it was never fully proven. Um, and she's been trying really hard to get back from that narrative, specifically that narrative. Mm-hmm. And this artist was, uh, they changed her, their name to Petty Page, um, to try to, they stopped doing drag because everybody blamed them. 
mm-hmm. um, for one of the pages creations. And I don't know definitively if they did or did not do that. Uh, but the reality is this person had to literally take such a step back from the scene because of the hatred from the page. Yeah. And regardless of how you feel about that individual for any other actions they may or may not have done, that specific action wasn't specifically proven. And so that, that that's what that's a that's a repercussion that's a ramification that's a consequence of this stuff happening yeah that somebody had to like remove themselves from the scene because like what if somebody said that this new t-page was myself yeah. i'm not gonna leave the scene like no. but what if like the majority of the queer community or the drag queen community the thought it court was of me? public opinion thought it was you yeah like that would just destroy my reputation yeah and it would be so hard for me to get bookings and gigs and things like that and then people would consistently bring it up too yeah like people consistently bring it up to petty like they they do like yeah and nobody lets it die um honestly if we have any grievances to air we'll do so on this podcast honestly isn't this where we go to like bitch about things like that have happened in our week like i don't know i personally i am very um thankful that i've never been called out on any of those pages i also have tried to stay very very to myself within the last year or so and a lot of the reason why i took a big break from drag was not only just because of my sobriety but i saw a lot of the nastiness and honestly a lot of the um kind of like juvenile behavior that happens in drag communities and within queer communities and i think these pages are kind of like the the cat like the big showing of that behavior of that it's juvenile also, behavior but it's also uses am- ammunition yeah too. so like yeah it's a it is absolutely uh it's like yeah i will say like it's a description of what this community can like at its worst like it's yeah. the personification of some of the worst attributes of this community is when those pages exist yeah it is and and that's what sucks because Obviously, people in this community, at least in my opinion, don't have the ability to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And so they use these pages or these ambiguous Facebook posts to just destroy each other. And like, and that sucks because also remember, we haven't talked about this part yet. When people post on those things, there's usually comments and likes that follow. Like, so if you have something said negatively about you and then there's like three, like three, uh, like three comments but like 400 likes Mm -hmm. like that still feeds into that nature of council culture which we talk about on this podcast often yeah and that's also not good for incredibly damaging so incredibly incredibly damaging you can it it can lead to people experiencing suicidal thoughts it can you know so many ramifications that come from seeing yourself put up on that public shaming block and getting the tomatoes thrown at you in forms of likes, comments, shares, all that stuff. You know, it's just, it's, it's incredibly damaging. And what, um, and the thing is, I like, what, let me just ask you mm-hmm. and you know, listeners, if you're listening to this and you want to comment on our website as well too, with your answers, what do you think the purpose of you as an individual wanting to create that page what would be the purpose for you to do that to spin a narrative honestly you know like why else but to spin a narrative for other people because you feel that they are a certain way um i i think it really does come down to pettiness and to drama a a lot in a lot of ways um if you were to ask me that question, yeah, 
it would be because if I was a person who spun up a page like that, it would because we, it would be because I felt like I didn't have a voice. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a little bit of fame. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be ano- I wanted to anonymously hurt people who've hurt me. Yeah, I think those would be the three primary reasons why I would create one. Well, and I'd say something that both of our responses have in common is that they are all very juvenile behaviors. Oh yeah. Um, and this is you know going back to the fact that a lot of queer people experience a certain level of arrested development in our lives. Yeah. Um, and that's because we have very traumatic childhood experiences. That's most of the time. <laughs> most, uh, many of us do, oh, I would yeah. say. Um, but it, it perpetuates that, you know, it perpetuates that stereotype that we are in this stage of arrested development and like being mean fucking high school girls. Like, you know, you're not fucking gossip girl. You're not fucking what's her name in Bridgerton. You're not fucking a from pretty little liars. Like, Uh, yeah, yeah, like, like grow the fuck up. Honestly, is what I have to say to people who think that it's necessary to start these pages and drag people anonymously. Like if you have issues with people, you need to go to therapy and work on your conf- conflict resolution skills and not fucking air it, like, to cause problems. Like, it's just so incredibly frustrating to see, and I think that you do a real disservice to the community when you put pages like this out there. Like, hiding behind a kind of... Hiding behind that as an outlet, if you need that thing in your life, is actually just kind of really damaging. Mm-hmm. incredibly i and the other thing so the other part of this equation too that i like i think that we should touch on real quick is that um some of the longer lasting effects of this dynamic Mm -hmm. is people become untrusting of each other yes yep and so what does that picture look like for like, how would you even, what advice would you give to somebody to be able to repair those relationships after you've been blasted on that, on a page like that? To repair those relationships? Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know, like to the public, like if, if you've been the target of the blasting. Yes. Uh, just be genuine, you know, um, I think people can see through bullshit most of the time. If you're authentically you, if you're genuine to other people, um, and you don't have anything to hide, then I think people will be more forgiving. Um, I also think that you you don't have anything to prove if you're the one that's a target of that shit. That's fair. You don't have anything to prove to, to anyone else. Like... Just because someone woke up one day and decided that they want to fucking ruin your life, um, and, you know, this way, and I, I say ruin your life, it makes it sound dramatic, but in a lot of ways it can be life-ruining, you know? Like, if it gets enough reach, what if one of these posts was, like, completely viral, you know? Yeah. It went, it went even further, and, like, I don't know, you, you don't owe anything to the audience, especially if they decide to believe one of these T-pages. I just say... Be authentic, be you, and um, rise above that shit. You know, I know it's not easy, but 
I would honestly, I would use the gray rock method because obviously the person who created this page wants some sort of reaction. The best thing you could do is give them nothing. That's a really good point. I, I'm one of those people that I try so hard and like it's the thing that I've worked on over the last year is trying hard to not give a reaction. But I've also recognized that if you stay silent and not give and not like try to heal yourself in whatever outlet you need to that sometimes can become damaging like yeah. people have attacked me a lot over the last year and i realized that that was also making me more depressed than not saying anything well and, like, in this podcast i think has been a healing outlet for you to say things it has been a healing outlet and also those episodes got a lot of reach so yeah it's like if people want to know your thoughts on it then like listen to us we're yeah. gonna <laughs> we're gonna make you support our endeavors. I know if you wanna if you wanna hear our actual thoughts on things like this, you know for real. Yeah, because it's like, like buy into our content and support us if you really want to know. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm at the like because I'm at the and I'm at this I'm at this uh, what is it called uh, the phrases um, I've hit the ceiling of what I'm allow what I'm allowing myself to take. Yeah, um, and I can't take anymore. So, yeah, this yeah. podcast has been very healing for me in that capacity so I could actually get my thoughts out in the way that I want to. And I don't really bash people on this thing. I don't feel like there's a need to. What I would like to do is heal from these moments that we have that are so toxic and negative to where these pages have to come from for people to not – like. That's why we're kind of doing the podcast live thing is so people can have a voice for different things that we ask them about in the community. Yeah. And also giving you all the ability to learn these people outside of what you just heard through like a Facebook post or like a Facebook cancellation. And this podcast has always been a two-way street when it comes to communication. Like we oh, yeah. can talk about things that we want to for an hour and a half um, or an or half an hour, however long these episodes are, depending on which episode you're listening to. But we have always opened up communication lines for people to respond to us, to yeah. um, come on the podcast and talk with us if you want to. Yeah. Um, and that's why we're also having this live version, you know? Um, not only do we want to interview people in our community, but we want to be able to respond back to people, you know, accordingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, of course, be looking at our website at gemofasecretpodcast.com um, to get all the information on our live shows. Um, oh, that was weird to say. Um, <laughs> uh, but, no, it's true. I, I think that, like, I love having civil discourse. I always tell, Don always yells at me. I'm like, yeah, come yell at me in my face. And the thing is, what I when I'm saying that nowadays, I actually kind of mean it into a degree. Like, if you're gonna be screaming about me on the internet, you could at least kind of say it to my face. Yeah, for real though. Like, Honestly, I I do feel the same way. Like, yes. I would rather you just talk to me. <laughs> yeah, just like just talk with me. I like I, I. I'm a lot more approachable in person too. Like I like we can have a very nice conversation. Yeah, and I feel the same. And that's what. And I will take full accountability if I hurt your feelings or did anything. You know, yeah, like, I love to take accountability for my actions that I've done, especially if it's in person, because when you take accountability on the Internet, people will immediately say that was the apology. That apology was so fake. That apology wasn't sincere. You can't. Enough. There's no doing it right. Oh, God, I've there's never, no doing it right. I've never seen an Internet apology really go well. I will literally always like for some that I see go really well. Uh -huh. I will see one comment there like because I hate that comment. This is what accountability looks like. Yeah. Comment underneath this. This whack-ass apology. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. you can't please the internet with your You apologies. can't please everybody. No, like, It's just you not going to happen. You can't. Like, it's so... And honestly, I like... That is becoming one of my hated phrases whenever I read, this is what accountability looks like. 
I'm like, stop it. Just stop. Because that means you're policing how people can be accountable. That means that yeah. there's only one correct way to mm-hmm. be accountable. And guess what? We have to be accountable to a thousand and a half situations. And so accountability is going to look different for every single for person everyone. in every single situation. So stop saying this is what accountability looks like. Because guess what? We don't know what it looks like. Yeah. You just might feel real good about the way somebody was holding themselves accountable. Yeah. <laughs> about how they worded things or, you know, their cadence even. Like, <laughs> it's so subjective. It's so subjective. Oh, God, it's so subjective. That's why our womb lens episode, I feel. Oh, my God. By the way, <laughs> 500 plus downloads on that episode. Yeah. Um, sorry, Chelsea and Lance, for using your awful situation to get <laughs> downloads but um i felt like we talked about it in a productive manner manner and it wasn't a way that like memed the hell out of the situation oh god it's so um, true i thought our oscar episode would actually do better because that was a hot topic at the time too yeah but um people must have been real tired about talking about will and jada and chris by that point yeah um which i was too to be honest it kind of got to be ridiculous actually just as a side note about that real quick here because um, I do want to include it as kind of like a like a follow up to that episode we had whatever week that's going to be posted is that um, we one thing that I read today at the time of filming this was that um, somebody had said online Will Smith's consequences for that slap ha- are not meeting the standard um, that counterparts black and white have gotten in certain capacities. Like, people are, like, destroying the career of this person that we've all loved, who's always had a really good reputation in the media, and blah, 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 outside of what happens with his wife. And people are just literally just trying to take him down. And... Yeah, the I think the Academy can't go out there and say we don't condone violence when they gave Oscars to the likes of people like Harvey Weinstein and... Um... Whatever the fuck his name is. Well, they gave an Oscar. Uh, like, he won. C.K. Lewis, I think, won something that night, too. Won an Oscar that night. Yeah. Um, for And he's that comedian that abused his power to... Um, I think it I think it was mostly just, like, to get women to sleep with him. Or like Louis, C- Louis C.K. Louis C.K., yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, I think that that was... Sorry, I don't know the whole details of that situation. I don't want to... He exposed it. his genitals to multiple women and he felt like he could do that because of his power yeah um, it was a power him. play and yeah it, you know sexual coercion all that stuff you know there are men who have uh committed violent assaults against women in the industry for decades and i think it is laughable for the academy that when a black man who um is beloved by a lot of people comes goes up there and um slaps the guy for saying something about his wife that was very sensitive um when something like that happens they vilify him um i think the academy needs to do better i don't i don't and i think to anyone who is online up in arms about it being like oh violent how violent um examine your reactions to the white men that were receiving rewards or awards for years that did awful, awful atrocities. Like yeah. if it's, if you're not having at least a modicum of the same energy for them, then you need to really re-examine how you're treating this situation. Yeah. And I also want to throw out there too, especially to queer people, because we just seem to be incredibly loud about everything for some reason these days. Um, I do want to say that like people are always like, well, violence isn't the answer. And I have to tell you that m- pretty much every single group of people that has gotten 
rights in our world in a state in a way that has jumped forward versus a stepped forward usually came from something that was incredibly violent so we can say that violence isn't the answer but guess what especially for queer people violence was the answer in a lot of different capacities and same for black people like the only reason that the like we've said this on a previous episode that reason that martin luther king crossing that bridge at selma got the notoriety that it did is because it was filmed with the cops beating the crap out of everybody on that bridge mm-hmm. like that's why it went viral back in the day. And even so, as queer people, our rights came from the Stonewall riots. Yeah. Which was a very violent time. Yeah. Like, yeah, nobody may have died, but it was still very violent. Yeah, it was and, violent revolution. Yeah, it's violent revolution. So, like, please, like, just remember, like, when you're, like, spouting that stuff, like, well, yeah, nothing came from this, blah, 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 blah. Like, people riot in the streets even today. Like, yeah. we live in Portland. Like, they, we pushed back the National Guard. Yeah. Like from being in our being in our city from the fact that we didn't want them to be here. And like there was incredibly loud protests that happened. Yeah. And they were violent at times too. Yeah. I mean and as far as far as anything else goes with the whole um Will and Chris Rock thing, it's an issue with a ton of nuance and a ton of even cultural context. And I as a white person have really no um reason to be giving a large uh, opinion about it. I think that there needs to be some examining on it. There's a bunch of nuance that goes along with the situation. And I can't stand firm and say, oh, it was violent and it was wrong. And da 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 And um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that that's our responsibility. It's not. Yeah, I don't agree. I, I, I agree with that outlook on it. Because like I just feel like when you're not part of that nuanced conversation... Like, because it's a nuanced conversation, then it just can get muddied. Yeah. And it's, You're just adding to the many people online that are saying, like, I don't condone violence. That was bad. What happened to the old Oscars? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you're, you're being counterproductive. Yeah. And actually, that brings us back to our point of the episode, actually, which is a great, um, which is a great roundabout way of getting here. Mm-hmm. Like, the productivity of conversations that happen when these T-pages are created actually is not productive. No. Like, a lot of people are just like, They'll either agree with the person, like, yeah, they're trash. Yeah. Or they will literally say nothing. Or mm-hmm. they'll just talk about how the T-page is garbage. Like, yeah. Like, that's the conversations that are coming from it. And none of those conversations are anywhere near productive. No. Nobody's healing from a T-page, by the way. No one is. No. Like, no one can move forward from it. And then also, especially because a lot of the T-pages we're talking about are, like, like Gay Portland T or queer you know queer or drag or whatever kind of things um you get straight people involved in our communities which also hurts our show attendance yeah when these pages get too big they're like oh so this is what the the queer community is about you know like it it just and then you have them talking about our struggles and our dynamics yeah and granted like i don't care to look any kind of certain way to straight people because i'm radically and unapologetically queer but stop fucking making us look bad it's <laughs> not a one sentence i don't care what they say but also stop making us look like trash like, <laughs> like, come on like geez like we don't have to be like out here looking like weirdos and like little children fight with each other over stupid we pictures don't. on instagram <laughs> for, we don't for real <laughs> don't make us look bad <laughs> that's like going to a wedding it's like get your God get your gun preventing <laughs> mom through can't we act civilized <laughs> one sucker like and honestly I have heard from but the thing is it does directly affect our, our pockets because as drag entertainers 
as me and Donna are, like, we do need straight people to come to our shows. And I will say that sometimes when something gets to be too messy, it does hurt your audiences. Yeah. Like, yeah, we don't want to have to necessarily care about what straight people think about our business, but when you're blasting our business on the internet and they stop coming to our productions, that hurts our bottom line. We're literally just hurting ourselves. That's yeah. That's literally what it is. Self-inflicted violence. It, it needs to stop. It needs to stop. But I want to share, I want to blast the tea of this person on the internet. Blast the tea when you're hanging out with your good Judys and you're watching a Netflix film that nobody's paying attention yeah, to while you're taking a glass of wine. if you're taking it to fucking Instagram, you're doing that primarily for your ego. Yeah. I get just as much enjoyment from my really close night, close tight-knit group of friends. Yeah. Where I tell them about my woes and my BS. We laugh about it or they give me advice. And I feel better about it. Yeah. I don't have to run to the internet to say every goddamn woe I have. And so maybe that's the cure. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's what the point of this is. Like, utilize other resources in your life if you feel like you really need to form a tea page or something yeah. like that. Get a better group of friends. Find... Don't be a juvenile bummer. Like, have a kiki and just, like, be queer and fun. So like... the title of the episode is Don't Be a Juvenile Bummer. Have a kiki. <laughs> What was the last thing you said? Be queer and have fun. Be queer and have fun. Okay, I'll try to remember that. <laughs> I think that about sums it up. It does. It does. That was a really good outro. Um, um, so, yeah, as you know, by now, we have our Patreon out. So check that out. Um, that'll be on our website. Thank you all for tuning in. And we're, honestly, listeners, this has been a really great time unpacking, once again, trauma with you. I feel like I should have a sign out that does that every time. Thanks for unpacking trauma with Thank me today. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate it. And um, we hope you tune in to future episodes. And like we said, hit us up, check out our website, and we hope to see you at our live events. And your nose smells good. Yeah. Sure. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of A Gem of a Secret Podcast are Donna and Coco Gem Holiday. You can follow Donna at Donatella underscore my secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Gem Holiday at Coco Gem Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at Touche Likes Beef and Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more content, follow them online at www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com.